0: all right welcome into another week of inside the lines this is week six of the college football season like always we have a ton of talked about a ton to talk about so let's go ahead and get right into it um i'm kind of going to go in order of when the games were this past week that we want to talk about the first game was a fantastic game um i'm sure both i don't know if you're watching robbie but i got to sit on my couch and watch a lot of football this week the kentucky all miss game was just a great game um a lot of points in the first half. I know you bet the under. You're probably worried in the first half because of how many points were scored, weren't you? Yeah, it,
1: they come out. They come out hot, and I was worried. And I caught, you know, kind of bits and pieces of that game. But I was definitely worried to begin with. But it turned out that I did hit the under, so I was happy with that. Yeah. But a lot of crazy things in that in that game. So I'll let you get into some of that.
0: Yeah. Um, I just kind of want to. Throughout the question is we kind of talked about in the last week's podcast how we we felt at least I did I felt like Kentucky is is overrated in a lot of ways um, with where they were in the poll and just how they played and do you think that Kentucky is who we think they were do we think they're they're just an overrated team or do you think that they just played a, a, a better team
1: well I think that Kentucky is exactly who I thought they were they. Are, I think that Kentucky is a top 15 team every year. I don't think that they're, you know, better than that. I don't think that they're worse than that. I think they're a top 15 team. I think Ole Miss is better. And I'm excited to see that Ole Miss doing well in one of those underranked teams that I had at, at the beginning of the year. And they're playing better and better as the year goes on. And they knocked off Kentucky this week which I think that Kentucky was overrated coming in. I think that they were, what, like seventh or eighth last week. And I said that on the podcast last week. They're not the seventh or eighth best team in this country. But I don't want to be disrespectful towards Kentucky. I think that they're a top 15 team. And I thought that coming into the year, they're not better. They're not worse. And I feel like that for a long time, at least under Mark Stoops, that they're going to be. That, I don't think that they're going to – Come in. I don't think they're going to win the SEC East. I don't think they're going to win the SEC, but I think that they're a very respectable program. But I mean, they're not a top five program. So I think that they're exactly who the, they're exactly who I thought they were.
0: Yeah, um, I, I agree there. I thought I thought they were an overrated team, and I think that they are overrated. So I'll, I'll agree with that sentiment. Um, there is kind of a. This might be a little disrespectful, but. I couldn't help but notice this while I was watching the game of the commentators and just the discussion of Will Levis being the first overall pick in the NFL draft this next year. That might be the most egregious take I've ever heard in my life. Will Levis is not a good quarterback. I just, based off what, Ole Miss is better on defense than they have been in the past, but they they are not a great defense. And they made him look bad. And I think it's just ridiculous that they're even considering him being the number one overall pick. And did you see that discussion at all on the, on the game?
1: Yeah, I saw the discussion and fans on Twitter were pouring in (laughs) on the discussion, but you know, I, Will Levis is not a great college quarterback, but I think in fairness, I think that he is a good pro prospect as far as his size is his ability to throw the ball down the field. I think he's a good pro prospect, but, no, he is not a top five, maybe even top ten college quarterback right now. I don't think that translates. I think that his game translates better in the NFL than it does in college. And, no, I don't think he's a great quarterback right now.
0: I I would agree, but I just – I couldn't help but laugh. Watching him play, he just doesn't make great decisions. And he's great at handing the ball off because that's the majority of their offense is just handing it off. So, I guess if there's a team in the NFL that wants a guy that's very good at handing the ball off to a good running back, then Will Levis is your guy. Um, but, like, I don't – is he even the number one quarterback prospect for this this next year's draft to you?
1: He, no. no. He's not the number one quarterback prospect to me in the draft, not at all. I think he's probably right around the top five, but if you think about the court, the great quarterbacks that have come out of the NFL, they're not, you know, a lot of them aren't top prospects. I mean, Tom Brady at Michigan. Think about Aaron Rodgers at Cal, and you know those guys were not great. Tony Romo was, you know, he was okay, not great, but not bad either. But wasn't like a top pick in the draft. So I think I think that Will Levis. I think that he's going to get drafted. Oh, yeah. But I, I don't think he's going to be great. But I think he's a lot – I think he'll be a better pro quarterback, a pro pro prospect than he is a, a college quarterback, especially in today's college game. Because the college game and the pro game is so much different.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, I just <laughs> – it makes me laugh. But, yeah, I, I, I
1: certainly get what you're saying because I heard them talk, you know, just drooling over Will Levis. And I'm like, man, he hasn't done nothing in college. What in the world makes you think he's going to do anything in the pro? <laughs> so, I certainly get that.
0: His biggest highlight in the in the Ole Miss game was breaking his finger on a safety and fumbling at the end of the game. So, those were his two biggest highlights yeah. of the uh, – the
1: I'm twice at the end of the game. Yeah.
0: So, I don't know. It's just – I get it. He's big they everyone's trying to find the next josh allen that's just what everyone's trying to do as far as nfl prospects go and he is a josh allen type body i mean he's big tall can run so i get it i just it makes me laugh every time i even think about the idea of him being the number one player drafted with with a will anderson on the board and a bryce young on the board and a cj stroud on the board it just it just well,
1: when you think about you know him being drafted and all this and that. like The things that go into the NFL are so much different. But like, he's like not even top three quarterback in the SEC
0: East, is he? I would say he's probably three.
1: Okay. Well, three. <laughs>
0: Actually, I, mean, I, 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 would, I
1: would argue that Stetson Bennett is better than him. I'm, and we're talking about college-wise, you know, what yeah. we see every week. Yeah. I would argue Stetson Bennett is better. I'd argue that him and Hooker's
0: better. I, I would um, say Richardson but, and Hooker are better prospects than Will Levis. I would I would
1: argue. I would not I would not argue that Anthony Richardson is better than anyone. <laughs> well who are you feel yeah, I feel about Anthony
0: about
1: Richardson. Oh uh, Bennett and him and Hooker.
0: Okay. I I, I guess. In, I
1: just say. in the east. Just in the east.
0: I think as far as prospect goes, you can make the argument that Will Levis and Anthony Richardson aren't far off from each other as far as prospect. No,
1: I well, I'm I'm in as far as just college yeah.
0: quarterbacks. Yeah, I do. Not pro,
1: not prospect.
0: Yeah. I just they're 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 just kind of similar to me. And Anthony Richardson's put put up back-to-back weeks of good football, so who knows? <laughs> um but yeah, that Kentucky Ole Miss game. Ole Miss looked really good. Their run game is phenomenal. Um, they have two very good running backs. The passing game is kind of off, and that just looks—that's just a weird thing to watch. a Lane Kiffin team to struggle to make good decisions in the throwing game, but their run game is incredible.
1: Well, you know, Zach Evans is on my fantasy team from the oh, we yeah. draft.
0: Well, he's the second. He's the second running back on that team. I saw. Um, speaking of, I saw that the leading rushers in the SEC and Ole Miss has two guys in the top ten. So I don't know. I can't remember the number one guy's name, but then Zach Evans is on the list too. So their run game has been, like I said, very good this year. Um, I think they're gonna they're gonna compete. Obviously, um, a lot better than I thought they were. Um, but I also think Kentucky, as far as like good teams go on their schedule. Kentucky's probably at the bottom of that, that they're going to have to play the rest of the season. So we'll, we'll see on Ole Miss um, later on in the year. Um, but they get bandied this week, so they're going to be able to coast again. So um, moving on to the games this past week, Oklahoma, goodness gracious. Robbie, That Oklahoma's been your baby this year.
1: What in the world? I'm down with with Oklahoma. (laughs) I thought that they would bounce back. I thought that their defense was better than what it showed. But, man, I thought it was better than what it showed against Kansas State. TCU proved me wrong, and they proved me wrong in a big way because Oklahoma's defense is horrible. I thought they'd be a lot better with Brent Venables, but they're not. TCU – Kansas State first. I mean, they moved the ball up and down that field at will. And I thought that that was an aberration that Oklahoma and Brent Venables would get it fixed against TCU coming off of a loss. And, man, did they get embarrassed again. So I'm officially done with Oklahoma. They're not on my card this week. I'll be shocked if you see them on my card again the rest of the year. But I'm done with Oklahoma. I'm done with Brent Venables. and. Uh, you know, and even Dylan Gabriel went down in this game.
0: Yeah, that's what I wanted, I wanted to talk TCU. about. That, that hit. Did you but see the
1: they were, hit They took him out? I did see the hit, but they were already, like, getting blown out at, at that point.
0: Yeah, I like think The was game was pretty 20.
1: much, you yeah, know, it, it, I thought it was more than that. But it might have been. The game was pretty much out of hand at that point before he ever even went down. But, yeah, I did see that hit. Here are my thoughts on that hit because I am the last person just uh, you, you know, how I feel about targeting. I think that targeting is the worst rule in college football. I agree. If you want to give them a late hit or helmet-to-helmet helmet contact, give them a fifteen-yard penalty. Fine. That's what NFL don't throw player. these kids, don't throw these kids out of the game completely. Like you're changing the game, and but this particular hit, I thought was unnecessary. Right. I don't think you know. Give them the fifteen-yard penalty, but. The dude is like diving on the ground. The defender is like diving towards the ground at this player. So I, I thought it was unnecessary. I thought he the, been ejected the flag, flag, the flag should have came.
0: Oh yeah. And
1: yeah, I, I thought it I don't think it I don't necessarily think it was a dirty play. I think that, you know, any any time that somebody takes off running, you want to make the tackle as a defender. So I don't necessarily think it was a dirty play. I don't think it was intentional that he hurt Dylan Gabriel. And and I know you differ on this, but I you know, anytime that the quarterback takes off, you want to hit him as a defender. You yeah. want to hit him, you want to make him stop running. But I mean, this guy dove like towards yeah. the ground, towards I, the player. Yeah. It, it, it it was totally unnecessary.
0: My, here's my my take on it. And I, I agree with you about targeting. I think targeting is the stupidest. Penalty in college football. It makes me so angry when they eject players from the game. For most of the time, with targeting, the play is they're not trying to hurt the player. Like they're not trying. They can't help. Yeah, most of the time they can't help. Yeah, and that's that's what drives me crazy. But this, if if there is going to be an, an ejection for a hit, this is the definition of that because Gabriel had already given himself up and. He was sliding, and um, the guy, like you said, dove at him and hit him in the head. Like there's no there's no scenario where that was not a dirty play. And i i i would i would agree with you if Gabriel was still on his feet, but he had already he was halfway into his slide when he got. Hit. And so it's just like, I I don't see any scenario where he should have been it should not have been ejected from the game. I do think that he was not trying to hurt him. Obviously, by his reaction, you could see him sobbing on the sideline with a towel over his head. And he he didn't mean to, to hurt him. But if there is a play where someone should be ejected, that is the definition of it, in, in my opinion.
1: I agree with that. But I also don't think that these players should be ejected. Even even for a hit like that, it, it was a, The play should have never happen.
0: Yeah,
1: but I don't think that you should give them the fifteen yard penalty, the flag. But when you take these players out of the game, you're somewhat changing the outcome, especially in college because they're not deep as like in the NFL. These aren't professionals out there. Yeah. So you got guys out there that aren't getting many reps that are coming in late. So don't take the kid out of the game. Give him the 15-yard penalty. You know, I I think that I agree with you as as far as it is the definition of why you should get thrown out of a game. But I don't agree that they should be thrown out of a game to begin with. So give him the 15-yard penalty and, and move on. The guy clearly, these players in college football at this level, like, Players are not going out there intending to hurt, take people out of exactly. this game. Exactly. I think that they have a lot of respect for each other. I agree. So don't take them out the game. Give them the penalty. Give them the 15 yards and move on. That's my opinion on the matter.
0: Yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. I was just trying to say, like, if you are going to throw players out, that is what they should be thrown out for. Like, obvious,
1: Absolutely.
0: obvious plays like that. They shouldn't be thrown out when they're not – and what drives me crazy, going back to the Kentucky game, the play where he fumbled, the commentators were going nuts about it being targeting. And Will Levis lowered his helmet into the defender. He put his head down to the ground to try to get the first down. And they were saying that it was targeting on the defense. That was – that. <laughs> those are things that shouldn't make me angry. But just listening to them describe and talk about how it should have been targeting just made me so angry. Because I'm like, how, what is the defender supposed to do? I mean – if the offensive player puts their helmet down, what are they supposed to do? It just, it just ninety drives me crazy. Well, I,
1: this is why I hate targeting, because 90% of targeting is when a defender just lowers his head. What else is he supposed to do? Is he supposed to just, like, you know, just get leveled by you? I, I just don't get it. 90% of targeting is just because a, a defender lowers his head. I mean, that's just a reflex. That's human hey, reflex to lower your head. Burst. To protect yourself, yeah. So targeting is horrible. But, yeah, I, yeah I agree with you in the fact that, you know, if it's going to be called, that's the perfect case scenario. But I still don't think it should be called.
0: I didn't expect us to uh, spend a lengthy amount of time talking about targeting on this podcast, but you never know what we're going to get into when we when we start talking. So um, the next game I want to talk about is your Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, Bryce Young, the biggest – News from that game is Bryce Young hurting his shoulder. Um, I don't, I haven't seen how long he's going to be out. Right, does that worry you as an Alabama fan with him being out?
1: If he's out, well, the thing about this, Nick Saban has said that he's day to day, and he's been you know pretty pretty angry about saying that he's day to day, so I don't know. I mean, obviously, it worries me. Jerry, uh, Milrow is yeah. you know, he's. He's a running quarterback. He's not going to – yeah, he's a running quarterback. He's not going to beat you throwing the ball down the field. So, that, that – I have some serious worry about this weekend because as bad as Texas A&M offenses look this year, their defenses look pretty good.
0: Especially against the so,
1: Reds. Yeah. So, I am concerned about that going into this weekend. But I'm hopeful that Bryce Young will be back this week And all things will return to normal. But Milro come in and he had a couple of good runs. And, you know, obviously, you know, it was good for Alabama that they were up a lot whenever Bryce Young went down and Milro come in. But Milro come in and he had kind of like that Jalen Hurts factor about him. Like, well, you know, you're not necessarily, he's not necessarily going to beat you, throw the ball down the field, but he can beat you with his legs. So.
0: I don't know. I'm hopeful
1: that Bryce Young is going to play this week. I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> I don't know the truth to this. And I don't know if it was just like a generalization or if it was actually like to the specific point. But I saw something where Jalen Milrow was the fastest player on, on the team, like as far as 40 goes this past year. So
1: I'm not, I've not heard that, but I could not imagine that he would be faster than Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. I was
0: thinking the same thing. I might have misread it, but I saw something about him being either the or one of the fastest players on the team. So. Definitely not bad to have that type of athlete playing quarterback. Uh, but I do want to pose the question, and I'm not saying this because I am a Tennessee fan, but I'm just saying this because this game is in two weeks. Say Bryce Young's injury is worse than we think, and you have to start Milro against Tennessee. Do you think that he can keep up with that type of game, like with how much Tennessee throws and scores?
1: I think that that would be a better game yeah, for probably. him to keep up with because,
0: Our defense I mean, is so bad. you got
1: this. <laughs> well, not necessarily because the defense is bad, but the, but he gives a whole new element to the defense. Like, you have to – like, Bryce Young is not going to – I mean, he has in, I think, one game. I've ever seen him rush for over 100 yards. But, I mean, J- Jaden Miro did that last week coming off of, you know, coming in as a backup. So, I think that he brings a new element to – to that offense that I don't know is that Tennessee can stop because Tennessee is not a great on defense this year. They've gotten better as the year went on, but I think that he brings a new element to it. So we'll just have to see. I have not watched Tennessee enough to know if they can defend against that kind of quarterback. I guess I, I was let like you know,
0: right now they can't,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but so, uh, yeah, I would say that he brings a new dimension yeah. to the offense.
0: I think a- another topic on this game that should be talked about is, are we going to see Arkansas play four quarters this season? I mean, goodness gracious, I feel like they have put halves and quarters together in each of their games, but they haven't played four quarters all year. If they would have played that game like they played in the third quarter, that would have been an incredible game and it already was a good like a good game to watch but they would have had a serious chance to win that game if they just play consistently it's like i don't and I, it frustrates me more than probably most non-arkansas fans because i i picked them to be my like underrated team of the year and they have a serious chance they should be i don't think they should have beat alabama they should have beat andm and they should be what 5 and 1 right now 4 and 1 whatever however, however many games they've played it just four and, one,
1: it. and they should Four and one, and they should have be laying. They should be four and one, but I mean, if you if you watch that game this past Saturday, Bryce Young and when Bryce Young was in, Alabama drove down the field. Oh yeah, at will. Their even well, even the yeah there's secondary is horrible. Even the first uh, possession of that game, Alabama drove right down the field, and it was unfortunate that you know in the end zone, Alabama's receiver tried to one hand it and went right <laughs> off his hand into the Arkansas defender. But Alabama should have scored there. Oh, yeah. So, with Bryce Young in the game, they scored at will against yeah. that Arkansas secondary. So, I think that they they got a lot of work to do. Arkansas does.
0: I don't think I'm necessarily talking about the defense as much as the offense because we know the, the secondary is bad. We knew that going into the game. But the offense, they were incredible in the third quarter. And nothing changed for Alabama's defense. It was the same defense they played in the first half. But I just don't – I don't know. I don't get it. I just wish they would play four quarters, and that game would have been a lot different. I think at least because even with Bryce Young going toe to toe, score at least scored more than they did in the first half if they would have played played better.
1: I don't know who's who. Arkansas's offensive coordinator is, but he needs to be better because that they are a lot better than the last two games um, on offense.
0: Specifically. It's Kendall Bryles. I thought it was him, but I just looked it up to make sure. He's our offensive coordinator. Art Bryleson? I believe so. (laughs) I think so, too. Yeah. Um, Keeping it in the SEC, Georgia, goodness gracious, looked rough this weekend. Um, Last week we talked about how do we think that Kent State gave a blueprint to beat Georgia – And we were both in agreement that that was just kind of a sleepwalk game. But then Georgia comes out and sleepwalks again. At what point is it – like, at what point are they going to – are we worried about Georgia? Because this game, they should have lost this game. I mean, just plain and simple. If they were playing a better team than Missouri, they would have lost.
1: Well, I think that if they were playing a better team than Missouri, they would have played better. But I'm still not worried about Georgia. I know a lot of people are up in arms, and even the, the top 25 poll, the new top 25 poll reveals that. But I'm still not worried about Georgia because I think that – I think that there is a problem with Georgia. There is a problem, but I think that their biggest problem is they play down to their competition. Because I think that whenever – whenever that a good team plays Georgia – they're gonna show up and they're gonna show out. And I think that, you know, Georgia has played Kent State and then Missouri and they kind of just been, you know, whatever. They've been this and they've been that. And, you know, people have been talking about them. They've dropped a number from one to two. And, you know, they play Auburn this weekend. And I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna beat Auburn like a drum. Auburn drew them at the wrong time. So they're going to beat Auburn like a drum this weekend. I think they've heard all this noise from the media the past week, two weeks, and they're going to beat them like a drum. I'm not. I'm still certainly not worried about Georgia.
0: Yeah, I, I, it's hard for me because I agree with you. I think they do. They have played down to their competition. But I also, in the history of at least – of me watching college football, the teams that always tend to do that, whenever they have a bad game, they'll lose, like to a good team, because you're not going to play your best all year, and so you got to be able to show up for the teams that like these types of games, these Kent State, Missouri, Vandy, those types. You got to show up to those games, and you got to take care of business, and so whenever you play, like I just think if if they play down to Kent State and Missouri. They're going to, they're bound to play bad again. And I don't know how they're going to be able to respond to that when they're playing, because it's not going to be easy when they're playing a good team. It was easy for the Missouri game. Like, oh, we got this. I don't think they were ever in doubt that they were going to lose that game. And I think a lot of us were, but like, it's like, oh, we're just, we're Georgia. We're better. And obviously, they are better than Missouri. And I think they're one of the top four most talented teams in the country. But if you play, let's just say Alabama, for example, because that's who they're going to play in the SEC championship. If they, if they play – if they have a slip like that, even if it's for a quarter or for a half like that against a good team like Alabama, they're going to get blown out. Plain and simple. And so, I, like I agree with you, I don't – I'm not worried about them. But at the same time, they cannot repeat this performance against a good team or it's they're going to lose. And I don't think that's a question. And Well, the, I think it- – Go ahead.
1: I think that it's fair to compare them to Alabama right now coming off of a national championship. It's how do you respond to success? Yep. And Alabama in the past, they've responded well in some games, and they've responded poorly in some games. So how do you respond to that success? And against Missouri, they laid an egg. Against Kent State, they've laid an egg. So how do you respond? And they've won both those games. So they still won. They still won the game. It was never in doubt. You knew they weren't going to lose to Missouri. You knew they weren't going to lose to Kent State. But how do you respond to the big games? And I think that we will know more about Georgia whenever. I haven't looked at the schedule. I don't have it in front of me. But I know they play Tennessee. And I think that that's probably the only game left on their schedule outside of SEC championship that they're really going to have to get up. I it don't know where I the think. game is. I, I, th- I think it's in Athens, but I'm it, not it sure. Is, is the it, game yeah. in Athens? It is, yes. So I think that that's really – or no, and Kentucky. I yeah, will give like- Kentucky some credit. <laughs> I think they're going to have to get up against Kentucky. They're going to have to get up against Tennessee. So I think those are really the only two games that are going to tell us about Georgia because – I think how they respond to these games is going to be a reflection of when they play Kentucky, when they play Tennessee. When does Georgia play – does Georgia play Kentucky or Tennessee first? Kentucky. Okay. Well, that's better for Tennessee. But I think that they're going to take all their frustration out on Kentucky whenever they play. I really do.
0: They get get Auburn this week, then Vanderbilt at home, then Florida at home. So, they'll have plenty – oh, no. They play Tennessee before Kentucky. I'm sorry, but they get Auburn, Bandy, and Florida before the Tennessee game, so they'll have plenty of time to take so, out frustration. <laughs> uh,
1: I think they're going to take out a lot of frustration if they play Tennessee first. Yeah, I think they're going to take a lot of frustration out on a ranked team because it's hard to get up. I mean, not hard to get up. I mean, you're a college football team. I mean, top five team, top two team in the country. Like, you shouldn't need any more mo- motivation. But whenever a good team comes into town, they're gonna get up for that game.
0: I agree. I don't know. I just think they look human. And in the first few weeks we're like, okay, nobody's touching Georgia. But I think they're they're human. They're uh, I don't know if you've watched the watched Rocky four, the movie, whenever they're he's fighting the Russians. No, I hate
1: all the Rocky movies. Oh my goodness, get yeah. out of here. I'd like to go out and publicly say on this podcast, I hate all the Rocky movies.
0: Well, I should I should remove you from this podcast just for saying that um, I'm not even going to finish what I was saying because you don't even know what I'm talking about. So I'm not even going to finish it, but they're human. I, I just, I think that we, we've seen enough to show that they could not saying they will, they could lose a game. They could lose to a good team this year. Um, but yeah, so moving on, I, I think Clemson was great. We don't have to talk, spend a ton of time talking about this, but Clemson is a playoff team. Um, they showed that this week. Quarterback was great again. Um Shut down NC State, and I, I I want to give respect to NC State because I think they are a good program. I don't think they're the number ten team in the country like they were ranked last week, but that's a great win for Clemson. And I think, obviously, we talked about it early on this year, but that is a playoff team.
1: Yeah, I agree, and we talked about this earlier. Yeah, I think Clemson was on both of our. Yeah, they were a uh, playoff team,
0: Clemson. Yeah.
1: yeah, so Clemson to me is the best team in the ACC. It's not close. So I, Yeah, I don't think that it's going to be – I don't think it's close. I don't think it's going to be close. I think they're the best team in the ACC, which I will say was close for Wake Forest yeah. on the road.
0: And they already beat them. So.
1: Not, not necessarily as close with NC State, but not a blowout either. But like I said, I think with the schedule that they have with the ACC the way it is, I mean, Clemson is a playoff team. Just because of their schedule, and I said this, you know, get another year, and I think you did too.
0: Um, so yeah, that's that's all the games and the uh, details I wanted to talk about. Um, as far as before we get into our our recap from last week, as far as our cards, um, but let's go ahead and do that. Um, I have our records for this past week. We both did not do great this past week. Um, you were five and four on the week, which brings your total to 30, 20, and 1 on the season, which is 60%, still in the positive, still doing good. Um, I was 7, 8, and 1 this past week, and that puts me at 35, 35, and 2 on the year. So right at 50%. Um, I don't hate where I'm at considering where I started, but I obviously want to be better. I um, want to talk a little bit about our, our – just specific to our cards, some losses. Um, I, I really – Feel bad for your one of your locks, Robbie. We we both. Oh yeah, let's talk about locks real quick. Sorry, that was a little scattered. Um, both of us went one and one on our locks. Um, Robbie, let's talk about your lock miss. Um, you bet. Virginia Tech, North Carolina. I think it was over fifty-one and a half, and unfortunately, North Carolina wins the game forty-one to ten. Um, I don't. Well,
1: know. I will say this: it was forty-one to ten at the end of the third quarter. <laughs> and, which was 51 and the lock was 51 and a half but i, I was very confident in that lock at the end of that at the end of the third quarter and nobody scored the rest of the way it was unbelievable and i think uh, or i know that even north carolina missed like a 30 something yard field goal somewhere in the that fourth quarter <laughs> and i couldn't believe it like i'm just like i know like Y- y'all have scored 51 points through three quarters. Like, I know, like, there's going to be any kind of score in this fourth quarter. Like, just give me anything. And I was confident in it after I saw, after I checked the score and saw, after the third quarter, it was 41-10. I was like, all right, I just need literally any score away. I need one point. And I was confident in it. And I, I, just let, I noticed, like, later in the night, at the end of the night, that didn't hit. And I was like, what in the world just happened? Because I thought that was a done deal.
0: Oh man, I saw that. I didn't keep up with that game, if I'm going to be honest. But I saw I saw the box score later on in the night, like you were talking about, and I I felt so bad because I knew how upset I would have been if, if I lost one of my locks by half a point. Um, but we can well, talk.
1: Yeah, about- like and North Carolina missed a chip shot field goal oh, in the fourth. That would court. make me
0: sick. <laughs> um. I can't really make fun of you, though, for losing your lock because one of mine lost two. And it was very frustrating, this lock, because LSU should have won – they should have beat Auburn by three three scores. Um, they ended up winning by four. And they just simply put – they just screwed around at the end of the game. I mean, it just felt like – I don't know how much – I don't know if you watched that game at all. It was kind on of, at the same time as the Georgia game, so a lot of people were watching Georgia-Missouri. Well, they were
1: – they went down 17-0. Yeah, like in
0: the first quarter – Quickly. And it was, I think it was 17, 14. L- Auburn didn't score again the rest of the game. And LSU had probably five chances to make that a two score game and they just couldn't do it. So that was a frustrating loss. Um, I think, I don't think LSU is a good team and we will talk about that in a few minutes um, when we get into our cards, but the next, yeah, uh, do you have any games from your card that you wanted to talk about? If not, it's okay. Um... give you the chance.
1: No, I don't think so. Uh, like, like you said, my locks were I, – I was disappointed in that Virginia Tech North Carolina game more than anything. It was a lot because I felt like, you know, at 51 points after three quarters, I needed any score. North Carolina's defense is terrible. Yeah. Their offense is good. I was confident in it. But I, I don't think anything else other than that.
0: Well, I, I wanted to talk about this just because it was on my card, but I wanted to talk about it because it was kind of not a big story, but it was just very surprising. Pittsburgh is a joke. How do you lose to Georgia Tech? Georgia Tech just fired their coach. How do you lose to Georgia Tech at home? That just blows my mind.
1: Well, I have said all the way. I did not think that Pittsburgh was a good team. I thought that they were overrated coming into the year. I knew that Tennessee was going to go into Pitt and win that game. So I I don't think that Pitt generally has been a good team. But I agree with you as far as Georgia Tech is not a good team. And I think a couple of weeks ago we talked about this as far as, you know, Nebraska, whenever they fired Scott Frost. I took Oklahoma. I think you took Nebraska in that game. I can't remember. No, I
0: took Oklahoma. But I told you.
1: You did take Oklahoma. Yeah. Okay. So, well, we thought, you know, that Nebraska was a trendy pick because they fired their coach and, you know, they would come out inspired and things like that. And that did happen, apparently, for Georgia Tech. So, but I never thought that uh, that pit was a great team. I do not like their head coach at all.
0: I don't either. I think he's an idiot. Uh, but I just did. not think – Georgia Tech's the worst. They were the worst team. They were Boston College were the worst two teams in. ACC and they both got wins this week, so that tells you what you need to know about the ACC. Yes, um, let's move on to our discussion on the AP poll. We do this every week, and there is a lot of movement on this AP poll from the last week, as there should be. Um, the big, the biggest move I think that everyone's talking about is Georgia dropping, Alabama going up, number one and number two. I don't think it's as big of a deal as a lot of people are making it out to be, but Alabama got a ranked. Played a ranked team away and won by, was it three scores? I think by the, it was three scores by the end of the game. And so that's, they covered the spread. They look, they they look a lot better than, than Georgia did. And we, we've already, we've talked about both of these teams, but yeah, that was the trendiest um, movement. You have Oklahoma State jumping up to number seven after their big win at Baylor. You have Ole Miss coming into the top 10 after their Kentucky win, going up five spots. And then you have Kentucky dropping down to 13 after their loss. NC State going from 10 to 14. And then um, a lot of new teams in the top 25. A lot of teams. And I I think they all deserve to be in the top 25. Um, I'm just going to rattle them off real quick. You got TCU undefeated. Big win at Oklahoma. They're at 17. UCLA with their big win against Washington at 18. Kansas, the the five, the Jayhawks in there at 9. Rock the, yeah, undefeated. I, haven't, I don't think I've seen Kansas ranked in my lifetime, so that's interesting. Um, and then we have Syracuse at 22 and undefeated. Mississippi State, after their win against Texas A&M at 23. Cincinnati, I don't understand that one. They haven't played anybody and at 24, uh, at 4-1. and one. And then LSU, which I also don't understand, at 25. Um, which one of those new teams do you like the most, Robbie? Uh,
1: Kansas. I like Kansas. I think that's – out of all the new teams, I like Kansas because I think they can put up a lot of points. I know they lost early. I think it was Tulane. I'm not sure. Who? But I know they lost Kansas.
0: They haven't lost. They're defeated.
1: Oh, they are undefeated. Yeah, they're undefeated. Maybe it's Kansas State. was Kansas State. that lost, State lost to Tulane. But I like Kansas because I think that they can put up a lot of points. But, you know, as far as one through four, Bama, Georgia – Ohio State and Michigan, doesn't matter. They're going to play each other at the end of the year. So it doesn't matter to me. I'm a big Bama fan, big as they come. It doesn't matter to me if Alabama's ranked one or two over Georgia because they're going to play each other, and that's going to work itself out. Yep. Same with Ohio State and Michigan. That's going to work itself out. Clemson, they're the best team in the ACC, just schedule-wise, whatever. USC, I think, is deserving. They've been my team. Oklahoma State deserves it. Tennessee is interesting to me. I don't think that they're the number 18 in the country. I agree. But I think that uh, I think that they could they could definitely play with some of these guys. And Aaron and I was talking about this earlier. I think seven through 15, 13, 14 are kind of interchangeable to me because I think that Tennessee could play with any of those teams. I think Ole Miss at number nine, who was, I said would be ranked top 10 this year, Coming to the beginning of the season. So, shout out to me for calling (laughs) that. But I still, you know, I still have a lot of question marks about Ole Miss. So, them at nine, Penn State at 10, their best win was against Auburn, who's, you know, the worst team in the SEC West for sure. And Utah at 11, who is a really good team. Utah has everything in front of them left. They could still win the Pac-12. They could they could possibly still make the college football playoff. They lost to Florida earlier in the year, but they've been rolling ever since. So, I still like Utah a lot. I picked them to lose to Florida, but I still like them a lot. But Oregon is kind of you know whatever. If
0: they play Florida that? again, if Utah played Florida again this week, Utah would win by two touchdowns.
1: I I would pick Utah to win. Yeah, um, I don't know if it's by by how many, but I'll pick Utah to win no matter where it was at. Swamp, Utah, doesn't matter. Um, Kentucky 13, I think that Kentucky is right where they need to be. I think that they're a top 13 program in the country. And they lost to Ole Miss, yes. Ole Miss is the better team. I think that they'll lose to Tennessee and Georgia, but I don't think that they're going to lose anything further than that. Um, NC State, Lake Forest, whatever, BYU, probably deserving. TCU, you know, they knocked off Oklahoma. I think that they deserve it. UCLA, I think, is still overrated. I, I'm not sold on UCLA at 18. That was 18. a big win for
0: them, though. That was a big win.
1: That that was a big win at home against Washington. Not taking that away from them, but I think that that was kind of an overreaction to jump them up to 18. So, but I think they are undefeated, though. So I mean, you can't really argue with it.
0: Yeah. They just kind of struggled. They were slow in the first half in a lot of their cupcake games. So, that's why a lot of people were low on them.
1: Yeah. So, the rest of them, I'm fine with it. LSU's 4-1. Their only loss is open night. Neutral side at Florida State. It just I'm looked good with LSU being 25. Yeah.
0: So, that's that was so, a good thing.
1: Cincinnati, 24. I know you hate Cincinnati, but they are back in the top 25, baby.
0: Yeah. I. Here's my thing. I don't think I don't think LSU or Cincinnati should be ranked. I think Washington State and Baylor should both be ranked um, over both of those two teams. Uh, but they they don't have any two loss teams in there. But I think Baylor is a better team than LSU and Cincinnati. So I don't know. Um, like like we were talking about with the seven through fifteen. I beyond that I don't know. Like the teams receiving votes, and then the back five teams are all interchangeable probably. So um, I do want to talk about this next thing because. You are a big fan of this show in particular. Game day going to Kansas. Um, They have a big matchup, a ranked matchup now, playing TCU. TCU's coming to Kansas. Two undefeated teams, two high-powered offenses. What do you think about game day going there? I don't
1: don't know about game day going there. I think that – what are the other matchups? What are the other ranked matchups? Because – I have not checked to see where game day is going to be at.
0: It, it's there. So it's the first they announced it. it. It's at Is T- it's,
1: it's TCU at Kansas, right?
0: Yes. So, who
1: are the other ranked versus ranked matchups?
0: There are only two other ranked matchups for the week. Um, and I. one of them is Tennessee and LSU, and I don't think game day should be there. Um, and then the other one, you can make the argument, I maybe, but Utah's playing at UCLA. This week, two ranked teams. So those are, there's only three ranked matchups, and everybody was giving them a lot of crap for not going to Kansas last week when they went to Tennessee, Florida. So, I well,
1: I I don't disagree with that. I think that TCE versus it's TCE versus Kansas,
0: right? Yep, both undefeated, both ranked.
1: Yeah, I I don't disagree with that. I think that they probably made the right choice. I'm interested to hear who the guest pickers are going to be. I have two, Do you know I, the guest picker is going to be?
0: I have no idea. I don't think they've announced it yet.
1: I wonder if they're going to leave us in suspense like Tennessee did and didn't let us know till like Saturday morning or whatever <laughs> it was that they finally found a, a woman wrestler to come on <laughs> the Game Day. So, <laughs> but yeah. I, I don't disagree with the pick. I mean, TCU versus Kansas, I think it's going to be a good matchup. I don't have it on my card because I, mean, I think it's going to be a toss up.
0: I do, too. Um, we kind of already talked about this, but we'll, we'll move quickly, quickly through this because just because we do it every week. Team that surprised you this week, good or bad, who is your team?
1: Uh, I would say that Washington for the bad. I was surprised that they lost to UCLA this week.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I was expecting them to win that game. Um, my team, Ole Miss. Um, we've talked about it a lot was not expecting them to come out. And I, I was expecting them to win, but I think they they just looked – their offense looked really good and their defense looked really good, too. And I was not expecting that overall good performance from them. So, um, I like your your underrated team of the year. So, um, I do want to talk – before we get into cards, I want to talk about this because this happened over the weekend. Wisconsin decides to fire Paul Chris, move on from their coach that they've had for a while now. What do you think – do you think Wisconsin – out of all the jobs that are going to be open and that already are open, what do you think? where do you think Wisconsin falls in the, in the jobs that are open?
1: I know you do not want to hear this, but I think that that job is probably right up there with Nebraska. I think that, you know, it's an okay job. I mean, you know, people will want to be the head coach of Wisconsin and people will want to be the head coach of Nebraska, but I don't think it's going to attract any – high level top names to either one. So I, I would kind of equate it to Nebraska as far as, as far as that. what do you think? I,
0: here's what I think. I think Wisconsin is a good program. They're not a great program um, historically. I think Nebraska is a great program historically, um, but I don't think Wisconsin has that same history. Um, they're good They're good most years. I mean they win eight, nine, ten games almost every year. Um, but they also play in the – probably the worst in the weakest Power Five uh, division, in all, in all, like I said, in all the Power Five. So they get a cakewalk every year. They get to avoid Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State. They play, like, I think one of those teams every year from, from that other side. So I don't know. It's just – I think it's a good job. The problem with Wisconsin to me is that their athletic director, who is the former football coach, has clearly – over their last few hires, has decided that Wisconsin is going to be one brand of football. They're going to be good on defense, and they're not. They're just going to run the ball on offense, and that's about it. If they're going, if they're going to resurrect this program, um, especially with USC and UCLA coming into the Big Ten, they're going to have to change their their identity. I mean, they're not going to be able to be this. Pretty much Wisconsin and Iowa are the only two that really do it. And it's just not sustainable to win a championship if that's what your goal is. So I think they're going to have to change it up. Um, but who knows? I honestly think they're just going to hire from within. I think they're going to hire the the acting or the interim head coach. Um, that's what that's what I've heard. But honestly, I know this will never happen, but why not give Brett Bielema a look again? I mean, he was your coach before. He comes in with an inferior Illinois team and beats the crap out of you. I mean, that's the type of football you want to play. So I don't know. I don't know if Bielema would be – he probably wouldn't do it just because of the, the bridges that were burned there when he was there. But I don't know. I think – and I think Nebraska is probably a better job than this Wisconsin job, for me at least. Like if I was wanting to to coach somewhere, just because his like in the last few years since I've been alive really, Wisconsin has just had this one brand of football and they haven't been willing to change it up. So, I don't know. We'll see. It's a, It's an interesting opening. I think this – this off season is going to be really fun with all the different coaching uh, positions that are open because there's already a bunch and we're not even halfway through this. And,
1: and it's only a matter of time before all of them.
0: Oh yeah. 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 100% right there. So I, I do, I do want to talk about it a little bit. I, I know we don't, we're not Wisconsin experts. So um, I think they did need to move on, but if they go out and hire a coach that does the same exact stuff, then there's no point, in, no point in moving on but
1: well I think that you know you say that you know you want to bring back Bieleman he's the exact same
0: yeah that's what I'm saying like if you're going to do that that's who I would that's who I would go after but I don't think they should
1: no I don't think they will just because that. I mean I think most likely bridges have been burned there like you said
0: yeah all right well that does our recap of the week um Let's jump into week six um, before we do our cards. Obviously, there's a, there are a lot of good matchups this week. Not a lot, like we said, not a lot of ranked matchups, but there are a lot of good matchups. So I I do want to talk about a few of them before we get into our cards. The first one, which I'll save Tennessee LSU because I know I know we'll talk about that in a minute. I'll save that one, and we just talked about TCU Kansas, so we'll save we'll we won't double dip into that. But that Utah UCLA game, um, I think that. That's going to be a really fun game to watch. It's a three thirty game, and two ranked teams. Like you said, Utah is on fire right now. UCLA coming off that big win. What what are you looking for here in this game?
1: I think that Utah has they've been rolling since they played Florida. They went down to the swamp. They lost week one, and ever since then they've been fired up and they've been rolling. And they handled business against Oregon State last week. I mean, you talk about an Oregon State team that's played well. I mean, they played USC to, what, three points? Granted, that was at Oregon State, but, I mean, they went on the road to Utah, and Utah handled business. And I like Utah. I think that, you know, UCLA, fresh off a win against Washington, I think that they had no business winning that game against Washington, and I think that they're due for a letdown. I can see it. And, and UCLA is certainly not a big home field advantage to me because <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen them play, and I have seen high school teams
0: Macaulay Baylor a
1: fans in the stadium. Yes. <laughs> Macaulay Baylor had way more fans in that stadium than UCLA has on a weekly basis.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it certainly looks that way. Um, the next game I want to talk about is your – USC Trojans are playing at home against Washington State this weekend. I think this is a potential trap game for USC. What do you think?
1: I do not have this on my card. I I don't think that USC is going to have trouble winning this game, but the spread is, what, 13? Oh, 13 and a half? Uh, What's the spread on that game?
0: As of today, this morning, it was 13.
1: Yeah, 13. I I'm nervous on the cover. I don't think USC is gonna have trouble winning the game, but I'm nervous of the cover. So I, I think that USC USC is gonna bounce back. They're gonna have a good game against against Washington State, but I'm nervous of that backdoor 13 cover. So I I like USC to win by probably
0: 10. I could see it. So uh. I I didn't
1: I didn't pick the game just because I was so up in the air on
0: it. I think still Washington, like USC they, to win. Yeah, I do too. But I think Washington State's playing good football right now, and so I, yeah. I like I like I like what I've seen from them. So I think they they're going to make it a game, and they I think they have kind of the offensive power to not go toe to toe with USC because USC's offense is really good. But I think they can go back and forth for at least three quarters with them. So well, it'll be interesting. It might it could be a blowout, but I think it's going to be a good game. Um, The last game I want to talk about, I know you love both of these two teams that I'm about to say, so I wanted to to bring this topic up to you. BYU, ranked BYU going to Notre Dame, 730 NBC game. Notre Dame is favored by three and a half. What what do you see in this game?
1: This is the most interesting, unpredictable game that I could possibly see on this week's schedule because – I could see BYU going in there and winning this game outright. But what I can't see is them going in there and Notre Dame blowing them out. So I did not put this game on my card. But, you know, we had talked about this throughout the weeks. I told you that based on Notre Dame's schedule, they would lose three games. And they played like USC, BYU. um, Who else? Clemson. They already lost the one. Clemson and somebody else. I told you they was three of three of four of those games, but I thought BYU could be one that they would win.
0: It was Ohio State, so, BYU, Clemson, and USC. Those are the four.
1: Yes. And yes, those were the four. And I thought BYU was the only one they could possibly win. So I did, I don't have this on my card. I'm excited about watching this game. Now. I'm too. But if I had to pick one, I would take BYU plus the three-and-a-half because I think that Notre Dame could win this game at home. I don't see them winning by more than a field goal. I agree. But Notre, Notre Dame is coming off of a bye week.
0: And a win before the bye week.
1: And a win before the bye week. But BYU played on Thursday night last week. Yeah. So they, they still have some extra time to prepare as well. So yeah. I, I think this is one of the most interesting games of the weekend. that no, I don't I have agree. to
0: pick. Sure. I'm excited for it. Uh, with that being said, let's just go ahead and get into our cards. Uh, week six card. Robbie, what you got?
1: Why don't you go first? I went first every week. I want to hear, hear what you got.
0: Okay, I'll go first. Um, so I want to give a – I guess I don't know what the word is, but my first pick is going to sound weird because if you look at it right now, there, there's a significant move from when I bet it. So, I got Buffalo plus two. They're playing at Bowling Green. Um, It's kind of like we talked about last week. Anyone against Bowling Green that's an underdog is an automatic bet for me. So, I saw them at plus two when the lines opened Monday morning. Well, I guess they opened Sunday. or Yeah, Sunday, but I saw it Monday morning, and I was like, I got to get on that. Buffalo, if you look at it right now, I think is two-and-a-half point favorites. So, that says a lot about what people did with that. With that game. And I still like them minus two and a half, but I just wanted to give that uh, explanation for why mine was plus two. So, yeah, I have that. I have Tennessee minus two and a half at LSU. Um, I usually don't bet on my team. We've talked about that before, but I think this line is, I think Tennessee wins this game. And if they win this game, it's not going to be by three. So, it's going to be by more than that. So, I don't understand why it's too low. But then again, whenever I don't understand lines, that's usually when they come back to bite me. So um, moving on, I have Georgia Auburn over 49. Like Robbie said earlier, I agree. I think Georgia's going to take out – they're going to get it right this week, um, take out a lot of frustration over the last two weeks. I'm sure Kirby has been relentless on them in practice this week. I think Georgia might score 42 themselves. So I like the over 49 in that game. The next game I have is Northwestern plus 10 playing at home against a Wisconsin team that just fired their coach. I was thinking about this when I first bet it. I was thinking, uh, oh, Wisconsin will probably play better because they want to, their interim, interim head coach wants to show that they're, they're, that he can have the job pretty much because he's, he's a strong candidate for the job. But I think Wisconsin wins, but I don't think that they can win this game by more than 10. So that's why I like Northwestern there. They're playing at home. So um, my next game is Ohio State minus 25 and a half playing at Michigan State. Michigan State's not a good team. And I just think Ohio State rolls. So um, they show up for their big games and they're going to do it this weekend. Um, Next game, I have Washington minus 13 at Arizona State. Arizona State is terrible. Washington is looking to bounce back after a frustrating loss. Um, so I like them by two touchdowns in that game. The next game I have is James Madison, Arkansas state over 55 and a half. I know Robbie's going to love that pick, (laughs) but both of these teams, uh, have proven that they can score. And I just think that they're, they're both going to put up points. I think James Madison will win that game. So, um, the next game I have is Kansas state minus two at Iowa state. I think this is a tricky game because I think Ohio state or sorry, Iowa State plays good at home, and they also play good as the underdog. So I think this game is going to be a good one, but I, I just like what I've seen from Kansas State the last two weeks, and I think they're, they're trending in the right direction. They're a, good, they're a good team. Their quarterback's playing great. They have a phenomenal running back. So I, I like Kansas State in this game to, to cover the two. Um, the next game I have is Clemson minus 20 and a half, so three touchdowns playing at Boston College. Boston College is coming off of a, a big win against Louisville. Any win for them in the ACC is a big win. So, that the, they're coming off that. And I think this is a letdown game for them. And I think Clemson's going to flex. Um, so, yeah, I like the three touchdowns there. This next game, and the only reason I know this is because I'm looking at your card right now, but I have Illinois minus three and a half versus Iowa playing at home, coming off the big win at, at Wisconsin. I know – Uh, We we might have to talk about this whenever you do your card. and So I'll save it for that. And then my last game is Washington State plus 13 at USC. We already talked about it. I like Washington State to cover. So I saved my two locks for for the end.
1: All right. Yeah, we're going to have to circle back around to that (laughs) Illinois versus Iowa game because we are on opposite ends of the spectrum. And I really hope that's not your lock. But – My first pick is Wednesday night um, because they delayed this game from last Saturday because of Hurricane Ian. And I like UCF minus two and a half at home versus SMU. Listen, I don't know if you saw this, Aaron, but there was a report out that SMU players, several SMU players have basically said they're going to sit out the rest of the season. So they don't lose eligibility. I didn't see that. Because, of, yeah, there, there was a report out saying that several SMU players are sitting out because they don't want to lose eligibility for next year. So basically they're saying they're going to transfer next year. So they don't want to play, you know, up to – now they can play up to four games without losing eligibility yeah. I next do that. season. And several of their players, including, I mean, you know, I think – I, th- I want to say four of their starters are sitting out of this game because and, and the rest of the season because they don't want to lose eligibility for next year. And UCF is playing good football. I mean, yeah. they beat Georgia Tech by 17 points. And, you know, with, with all the unknowns for SMU and coming into UCF, I like UCF minus two and a half, five field goal to win. So, that's Wednesday night game. So, there you go. Y'all oh, want to tune in out.
0: to something interesting, there you go. Yeah, this, this will come out Wednesday morning. So, you'll be able to get – they'll be able yeah. to
1: so if you listen. So, if you listen to it today, Wednesday, because we're recording this on Tuesday, um, you can take UCF tonight. So, minus two and a half. And Arkansas, plus eight and a half at Mississippi State. Listen, Arkansas has struggled the last two games. But I think that Mississippi State is due for a letdown. They beat Texas A&M last week, but they they also lost to LSU. So I think that Mississippi State is so up and down on the year. I think that they're due for a letdown. And Arkansas is better than the last two games they have played. Yep, They were lights out in the third quarter against Alabama, which granted they only played for one quarter in that game but I think that they should have beat Texas A&M. But they're better than what they played the last two weeks. I think that Sam Pittman is going to have his team ready. I think that Mississippi State is due for a letdown. So the eight and a half, I'm not saying that Mississippi State's going to lose this game, but plus eight and a half, I like Arkansas a lot in that game. And then I agree with you on Washington. Uh, I think they're going to bounce back after that game against LSU. Arizona State. I, I just I don't think that Arizona State can score enough points to hang with Washington. So, you know UCLA can score a lot. They're not great defensively, but they can score a lot, and they did hang with Washington. But I don't think the Arizona State can hang. So I like Washington and Duke minus two and a half. Did you have Duke as well?
0: Uh, I will in just a Uh-oh. minute.
1: Well, I've got Duke minus two and a half. I think that Georgia Tech coming. I think that uh, another one of those letdown games. I think that, you know, after going on the road and winning at Pitt, I think that they do for a letdown game. And Duke puts up more points than Georgia Tech can hang with. You know, Duke is averaging like 35, 36 points a game. I don't think that Georgia Tech can hang with that. So I I do think that ultimately it would be a close game, but I like Duke by field goal for sure. I mean, the spread's only two and a half, so I like Duke. I do too. And then Kansas Kansas State, I think you said you got it at two. I got a minus two and a half on the road at Iowa State. Iowa State has a good defense. Uh, I don't disagree with that, but I don't think their offense can keep up. Kansas State's been rolling. TCU. Oklahoma, you know, that or was it Texas Tech and Oklahoma? I don't remember, but either way, Kansas State offense has been rolling. I don't think Iowa State's offense can keep up with them, so I like Kansas State minus the two and a half as well. And then this is the game that we disagree on because I know you like Illinois minus three and a half, but I like Iowa plus three and a half because. Illinois hasn't played a defense like Iowa. And I don't recall, I I once watched some of that game, but Illinois, when they played Indiana, they were very much a one-dimensional team. And whenever they couldn't do what they wanted to do, they just kept trying and kept trying and kept trying. Well, Iowa is a good defense. As, As bad as they are on offense, they're a great defensive team. And they're not going to let Illinois do what Illinois wants to do. So, I I do think that Illinois would probably win this game, but I don't see it being by more than a field goal. So, plus the three and a half, I like Iowa. And you give me your thoughts on that because I know you have Illinois.
0: Well, I will say I would like – I would feel a lot better if this was two and a half, if I was taking Illinois minus two and a half. But – I agree with you. I think Iowa's defense is good. But I think these teams are so similar that there's going to be – a, a t- one touchdown might win this game, honestly. And well, I think,
1: well the, the over-under of this game is 35-and-a-half.
0: I think it's down to 34. Absurd, I think it's down to thirty. Which is – a
1: is it down 34? Yeah. I haven't checked the past few hours, but which is absurd.
0: Yeah, it is. But so I, th- I, I, think, think I still th- that, I think it goes I,
1: – I, I don't – I don't see – either team winning by more than a field goal. And that's the only reason I took uh, Iowa plus three and a half.
0: Well, I, I don't disagree with your thought there, and I think that's probably a smart way of going at it. But I, I've watched a lot of Illinois this year, which I don't, don't ask me why, but I have. And I think if it comes down to, like you said, both teams want to just run the ball. And if it comes down to who's going to have to pass to win the game, I think Illinois has a better passing game. And it's not a great passing game, but it's better than Iowa's passing game. And so I think – there. I think if it comes down to a touchdown, I think Illinois is going to be the team to get that touchdown through the passing game. So that's why I have Illinois minus three and a half. Like I said, I would feel a lot better if it was two and a half. So a field goal would win me the, the bet. But I, I just think Illinois is a better team. So I, I like the three and a half there. So yeah. I think – but, but we just, we
1: disagree it's the first
0: on that. Time all year that we've had like a lot, like a, a pick fight here that we've had. We have. We,
1: we, you have went one way and i went the other. So I think this is the first time that's happened. So my next pick is going to be North Carolina State minus three at home against Florida State. I think that North Carolina State bounces back after Clemson. I think that that was a dogfight in Clemson and Clemson come out victorious like I would assume that they would. But I think that, you know, they have a lot better defense than Florida State does. And that's at home. Florida State lost last week to Clemson by 10 points. Not Clemson. Florida State – excuse me. Florida State lost to Wake Forest by 10 points at home. And I think that Clemson – North Carolina State has a lot better defense than Florida State. I think the game's going to be close. But I like North Carolina State by at least a field goal just because of their defense.
0: All right, we ready for you, you don't have
1: that I don't game? Have that. I don't have that game. What are your thoughts on that game?
0: Because that's a pretty good game. I mean, yeah, North I
1: Carolina it State it versus Florida State.
0: Yeah, I think it could be a good game. I would – if I was – if I had to bet on it, which I don't want to because I think – I don't like the line. I would take Florida State and the points because I think Florida State – Oh, it's three. Yeah, I think it's three and a half now, but I would take – I think I would take Florida State. Not to just go against you, but I, I think if it comes down to offense, I think Florida State has a better offense than NC State. But then again, if it comes down to defense, NC State has a significant advantage on the defense. So, I don't know. I, I think it's a toss-up. Either team could win. So, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I like at, – at North Carolina State, by the way, they're the home yeah. team.
0: Yeah, home field advantage. All right, are we ready for locks? I'm ready. Go ahead. All right. Um, Robbie kind of spoiled one of my locks, but it's okay because I did that to him a couple weeks ago. So, I have Duke minus two and a half at Georgia Tech. Um, That is going to be my first lock. And I have Ole Miss minus 17 and a half at Bandy as my second lock. Um, We talked about Duke. Already. Robbie talked about it. I agree with what he said. I think that they are far more than a field goal better than Georgia Tech. And I think Georgia Tech will have a letdown. And so I have that's what I, that's my thoughts on that game. And then I, I like Ole Miss by, by three touchdowns against Vandy. Um, I don't think Vandy's good. Ole Miss is going to flex. And I like, I like the 17 and a half there. So Robbie, I'll let you finish it off with your, with your two locks. I already know what they are, but, um, or I have a good well, feeling I- with what they are. So I'm going to let you.
1: Well, I will say this. I will say this. I hope you're right about Ole Miss, but I've seen Ole Miss time and time yeah. and time and time again this year coast after they get a big lead. So yeah. Ole Miss, last I saw, was 18 and a half. I'm glad you got it, 17 and a half. But they have got up big and it just coasted and it's ticked me off, and I think I've lost twice on them. And so I would be cautious of that just because, yeah, they may get up three touchdowns, and I fully believe they will. But then I think they'll coast and, you know, backdoor cover is there. So I'd be cautious of that. But we already talked about both of my locks. I like Utah, minus four, at UCLA. Listen, I I know Utah is still rolling. They lost Florida week one. But, you know, they handle business against Oregon State. But I think that UCLA is, is due for a letdown. I mean, they beat Washington last week. And I think they're due do for a letdown. And, and we talked about this earlier. Like, UCLA, there's more people there than the colleague Baylor in the <laughs> UCLA game. Because I, I watched them play against South Alabama. And I had a lot of concerns. They defense is not good. South Alabama run up and down that field, and they move the ball up and down that field against UCLA. And as as much as Utah has been rolling, I like Utah minus four is a lot. I don't think the UCLA has much of a home field advantage, so I like them. And my other lock is Tennessee minus two and a half at LSU. It doesn't make any sense to me. Listen, LSU for the Power Football, Football Power Index, whatever it is, 58.3% chance of LSU winning this game. It's not going to happen. I know I've talked about this before, about the lines that don't make sense, don't bet them. But Tennessee is going to win this game by double digits. And it's not It's – two and a half spread is not enough. Tennessee is going to win by double digits. LSU's is is four and one, but they haven't played an offense like this. Listen, Auburn jumped out to LSU 17 nothing in the first quarter, at least the first half. I, I didn't watch the whole game, but they jumped out 17 nothing against LSU early. And I think that Tennessee is going to do the same. I think they could have jump out early and they're not going to come back like they did against Auburn. Tennessee is going to continue to score. Minus two and a half is a lot.
0: Nice. I, I hope I have it on my card, but also as a big Tennessee fan, I hope, I hope we're both right about that one. So yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and read off, read off our inside the lines parlay of the week. Let's hope we can get back on the winning side. I t- it's honestly, it's hard to win a parlay like this. I mean, it's four teams against the spread. It's hard. We've already yeah. done it once this year. Let's do it again. Um, so Robbie's got Utah minus four at UCLA and Tennessee minus two and a half at LSU I have Duke minus two and a half at Georgia tech and Ole Miss minus 17 and a half at Bandy. I just realized that all four of our locks are favorites on on the road. road. (laughs) That's going to be, that's going to be fun. Um, Yeah. So that, that does it for this week on the podcast. Um, Thank you all for listening. Like every week I say the same thing. Um, Keep listening, come back next week. And um, if you don't mind, Share it with your friends. If you know people that like college football, share it with them. Um, we'd love to get uh, our average up to about 20 listeners a week. Um, and we are right around there. So we we are uh, very proud of, of what we've done this year. And we're looking forward to doing it the rest of the year, like I say every week. Robbie, do you have anything before we go?
1: No. I'm very confident in my picks this week, more than I have the last couple of weeks. Uh, follow me. Follow Aaron with our picks. I'm some money this week.
0: All right, we'll end it on that note. We'll see you all next week.